What's up, Radical Community? It is January 2024, and we are kicking off the new year with a contest and giveaway. This month, we are going to be giving away a book by Lisa Turkhurst called Forgiving What You Can't Forget. And the reason that we are doing this book giveaway is because we are planning a workshop for you all that is going to dive into all of the rich insights that Lisa provides to us in her book. And so a couple of things that you need to do to have the opportunity to be blessed with this free book is the first thing that you want to do is leave a review. So you, wherever you're listening to this podcast, head over, leave a review, tell us something that you love about the podcast. And then once you do that, you want to screenshot that and you want to post it in two places. You want to post it to your social media account if you have one and tag us at a radical relationship and then you want to come into our facebook group radical christian community and you want to post it there as well every review posted is an entry into our book giveaway so you can write as many reviews as you like you can post that as many times as you like and every review that is on our radar is going to count for a separate entry for you all so get to reviewing for the chance to win, get to screenshotting and getting that onto socials and into the Facebook group. And at the end of the month, we're going to see who the lucky winner is. I fear the offense will be repeated. Hanging on to a grudge gives me a sense of control in a situation that's felt so unfair. The pain I experienced altered my life, and yet no one has ever validated that what I went through was wrong. Mm. Forgiveness feels like it trivializes, minimizes, or worse yet, makes what happened no big deal. I can't possibly forgive when I feel so hostile towards the one who hurt me. I'm not ready to forgive. I still feel hurt. They haven't apologized or even acknowledged that what they did was wrong. Being back in relationship with this person isn't possible or safe. Furthermore, it's not even reasonable for me to have a conversation with the person who hurt me. I'm still in the middle of a long, hard situation with no resolution yet. I'm afraid forgiveness will give them false hope that I don't want to reestablish the relate will give them false hope that I want to reestablish the relationship, but I don't. It's easier to ignore this person altogether than to try and figure out boundaries so that they don't keep hurting me. What they did is unchangeable. So forgiveness won't help anything. The person who hurt me is no longer here. I can't forgive someone I can't talk to. I don't think any good will come from forgiveness now. These are few of the legitimate feelings that Lisa Turkhurst gets into in chapter two of her book, Forgiving What You Can't Forget. And this title is called Welcome to the Table. Let's get into it. Are you feeling like it's finally time to break free from trauma and the drama of a past relationship? 
Do you find yourself searching for scriptures and sermons for ways to heal from past pain and forgive those who gave it? Are you hoping that someday you'll finally have the clarity you need to move on with your life? Well, you have found the right place. In this podcast, you're going to find clarity, sis. You're going to gain confidence. You're going to find new strength. And that's all going to be done through scripture, tips, resources, and coaching so that you can start to live a more fulfilling life. Grab your journal, sis. Let's get to work. All right, y'all. So there are two things that I want to make sure is on your radar for the rest of the month of January. The first is that we have our small groups kicking off. We have two small groups that are kicking off next week and the week after, and they are a group about healthy relationships led by yours truly, as well as one on biblical obedience led by Jaslyn Dixon. And these small groups are just going to be a place to go deeper in the topics that we are covering, a safe space to be able to uncover whatever needs to be uncovered, whether that's work that you need to do, areas that you may be falling short, things that you need to reconcile, or just knowledge that you need to grow in. I had the opportunity to chat with Jaslyn, who's leading that um, obedience, biblical obedience Bible study um, here not too long ago. And I'm so excited for you all to hear from her this week and just be inspired by what the Lord has done in her life. And hopefully that'll motivate you if biblical obedience is something that the spirit is really impressing upon your heart in this season. So, uh, you can head over to a radical relationship.com backslash community to sign up for either of those small groups that are kicking off. We also welcome, uh, an application from anyone who may be interested in leading a small group on uh, a topic of your choice. And you can do that over on the website as well. Secondly, we have our workshop kicking off, which is why we are discussing this Lisa Turkhurst book. So as we continue to dive into this topic and you think, man, I really need to initiate doing some work around this whole forgiveness thing. And this book is exposing some things that I could stand to talk out a little bit more even in a safe space with like-minded women, then you want to take a look at that link in our bio to indicate your interest, not bio, (laughs) this ain't Instagram, link in the description of this podcast episode. It contains a form where you can fill out and indicate your interest in joining the workshop. And that's going to put you on an email list specifically for the workshop so that you're in the know once uh, we're ready to launch that. All right. So with that, let's get into chapter two. So uh, something that I'm doing as we walk through this book is just is just kind of processing, honestly, in real time. And I'm just approaching it just as if we were sitting together in a small group community, all writing, all reading this book and coming together to just talk about what's on our heart from this book. 
Um, the chapter, the title for chapter two is called Welcome to the Table. And um, this chapter immediately resonated with me because Lisa talked about how sometimes as she was trying to write this book, it was just her, her computer, her tears, her Bible and her struggles. And then there are other times where she was able to do this in community with other people. And all of those people were bringing their own things to the table. And that's one of the beauties, honestly, of being able to process because in community specifically, because there's always going to be this wide spectrum of what people are bringing to the table. Some people may share in very similar experiences as you. And so they can resonate and empathize very deeply. Some may not have experienced some things to the extent that you have. So they may be able to just be comfort and support. And some people may be there right now on the brink of experiencing something not knowing that they're going to need the group or need the support of that small group in the same way that you do. But nevertheless, like everybody who's around the table is useful in their own right. It reminds me of how the Bible talks about us being the body and how we all have different gifts. We all have different functions. And some people look at certain parts of the body as less important, but we're all needed to make up a whole and complete body. And so that's one of the things that I really wanted to hone in on from this chapter is just the importance of bringing people into your process. And that's not to say that they're going to be there every single step of the way, because she she opened it up by talking about, you know, sometimes there was nobody there and other times there were. But there's this really great balance in being able to work these things out with God and it just being a you and him thing. And then also being able to work this out in a community of individuals with um, various perspectives. I opened up this podcast episode by talking through some of the legitimate feelings or reciting the legitimate feelings that Lisa notes in this chapter. And boy, oh boy, boy, oh boy, did those hit home. Um, Not only did some of these hit home personally for me, um, but in conversations that I've had with women, I was just like, this is so spot on with what so many women feel around forgiveness and why it can be such a struggle to forgive. She talks about how hanging on to that grudge can give you a sense of control. Um, I really, 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 number three really hit for me. The pain I experienced altered my life and yet no one has ever validated that what I went through was wrong. That validation, man, of being, of having someone else confirm, yo, this was jacked up. This was not okay. And we, we can crave that when something has happened to us because we want it to be affirmed that we're not crazy, that our feelings are valid, that it shouldn't have happened this way. And is that going to change that it happened? No, but it just gives you that reassurance that like, yeah, somebody agrees that like, this is not okay. 
I can remember when I was walking through my very hard season, going through my divorce and some of the things that had been happening to me in my experience of marriage, I didn't always feel validated in them. And even as a Christian woman, sometimes it just felt like whatever just pressed through because what else are you going to do? You're in a covenant relationship, right? And so it would kind of feel like my hands are tied. And so when people started to affirm me that like, no, sis, you're not crazy. He tripped you know or like no this is not okay something's off here I was just like finally I'm not crazy y'all like this is jacked up and it's not okay so that just deeply resonated with me man and so um some of the others that she lists out here um, forgiveness feels like it minimizes what happened. It makes it no big deal. I'm not ready. They haven't even apologized. Being back in relationship with this person isn't even safe or possible. So what's the point? Um, I don't want to give them a false hope that by forgiving them that I'm trying to reestablish a relationship. This ain't that what they did can't, can't be changed. So like, What's the point of even dealing with it? Let's just move on. Like all of those things are so on point. So I would love to just hear from you all of just what, which one of these experiences, which one of these feelings just so deeply resonate with you either currently because this is something that you're working through or something that um, you have dealt with in the past to be able to be like that one, that right there. Um, so that was just like, so good. And then she goes on to talk about how when she was in a group where she was really working out, working things out in a therapy group, she would feel pretty good about the progress that she was making because she saw other people who were trying to cope with it in unhealthy, in like overtly unhealthy ways, right? So like drugs, drinking, um, sexual encounters, clearly they're running to TV and things like that. And so she was just kind of in this headspace of like, well, you know, that ain't me. So... Um, but <laughs> she said in one of the therapy sessions, her counselor kind of called her out and her coping me- mechanism was that she hyper spiritualized what she'd been through to the point that she would deny her feelings rather than actually deal with the pain. And baby, if hyper spiritualizing something was a person I might be on the book I might be the poster child right like hyper spiritualizing that is so valid especially in our Christian communities because sometimes it can feel like when something is a command like what's the point of actually dealing with it and facing it because I know that I gotta do what I'm supposed to do anyway Like, I know that I got to forgive anyway. So you know what? Whatever. Not that big of a deal. And what we're doing is we're really like pushing our feelings down and not dealing with it. And we're actually making more room for a bitter root because the next time something happens that reminds you of that thing that you ain't really dealt with, because what was the point? Cause you had to forgive anyway, then it's adding offense on top of offense. And what that's doing is building fences is making you put up walls is making you put up a fence that people can't get through to you because you're allowing these things to make you impenetrable 
because you're not dealing with them, because you're not plucking it up for the root. You're, you're actually still leaving an opportunity for something to grow. And I hope and I pray that this hits the Christian community like a ton of bricks because it needs to, because we need to know that we can't just pray things away. We can't just throw scriptures at a thing and expect that because it's scripture that that's going to be the cure. No, people still need to do the work (laughs) is why I'm such a proponent for coaching. Because for me, even when I started going through counseling, there was just needs that could be met through that relationship that could not be met by the church even because these people are not equipped to deal with me like that. They may be equipped to disciple me, but discipling is not what my heart needs right now. My heart needs to be cared for, intended to, and my wounds need to be healed. And that's not the purpose of discipleship. Discipleship is to help you look like Jesus. So it absolutely has its place, right? In things, but this ain't that. So sometimes you, you need to be in those relationships that are going to help you tend to the thing so that you can look like Jesus in this situation, but it's not always going to be as simple as what does the Bible say? Okay, do that. Right. And so I think as Christians, we definitely have to do a much better job at making space for this in-between, all of the in-between that may have to be done so that I can look like Jesus, so that I can repent, so that I can walk in righteousness, because it can be a lot of work trying to undo things that have taken time to get to the point that they're at. Yes, the Holy Spirit is absolutely capable of doing a, a miraculous work you and uprooting that thing in an instant. I believe that no doubt. I also believe that that's usually going to be the exception. And more times than not, you're going to have to put in the work. You're going to have to travel through the wilderness to get to your promised land, right? Like you're going to have to make a choice to leave Egypt, to travel, to persevere, to get there. And then even when you get to the promised land, much like we see with the children of Israel, you got to take it. (laughs) It's still not going to be you just walking up in there and chilling, So let the experience of the Israelites really speak to our hearts, even in this situation that like, even to get to the other side, you are going to have to make decisions and put in work and be willing to go on the journey to actually get there. So like, if y'all haven't read chapter two, if y'all ain't tapped in, like, listen, this one right here, I was like, yes. Um, She talked about coping mechanisms like being overly positive or hyper spiritual, um, using substances to norm out like those are things that get you through the short term. But in the long run, they're not going to help you cope. Right. Like they're only you putting a bandaid on the situation when really you might need surgery. Can you imagine putting a bandaid on something that you need surgery on? Like (laughs) it don't work. Right. It don't work. So, um, I really enjoyed those pieces of this chapter. Um, I also put a star by something she said in the book where she said, um, one of the things that she could feel was like, who has the time or energy to unpack why this happened and how it affected me. Let's just move on. And man, I get that so much. And I, I hear that so much from Christian women, um, who just feel like they don't have time 
to put in this type of work. They don't have time to focus on this in the way that it needs to because life, right? You got other duties. And I get that, but I was also reminded by a friend recently, Daisha, where um, she talked about how the Bible tells us to guard our heart above all else for out of it flows, right? So like, that's pretty serious. Like we are commanded, we are told, hey, you have to guard your heart above everything else because it's, it's the center of you. It's the center of your soul. Out of it flows life, right? And so I just felt that so deeply and was, um, just so deeply moved by that because I'm like, I, I don't think that we think about the, the way that guarding our heart act also the way that forgiveness and working through things applies to this scripture of guarding our heart. Usually we're thinking about, you know, all the things that we need to keep out. So our heart won't be, um, bitter or impure or whatever the case may be but like what about the work that we need to do so that our hearts won't be bitter <laughs> right and so I was just like man that just brought such a whole different aspect to that scripture of like you got to put in the work to guard your heart and sometimes that's gonna mean having to dig in around things that you don't feel like dealing with or you don't want to take the time to deal with in order to guard your heart, in order to keep your heart softened to the things of the Lord, to the spirit and to other people. So how's that going? <laughs> Do you feel like you have been doing the work to continuously make sure that your heart is soft and that you're not putting up fences of offense and that you're in a place where you can continue to let people in? If not, if not, we got work to do, okay? Coaching, of course, is going to be a great way for you to be able to work through these things. Um, working with myself or working with Ashley is going to give you someone who is Holy Spirit inspired, right? Along this journey with you is going to give you action steps and goals to be able to work towards on this journey and even help you have so much more vision for the future of what it looks like on the other side so that you even know what is it that you're even aspiring towards by trying to do this work what is it that you hope to accomplish what is that freedom supposed to look like and feel like how will you know when you've arrived those are things that we can help you work out through coaching so if that sounds like something you know that you need whether you want to do it or not if you listen to this episode and you know that you need that hit us up a radical relationship.com backslash forgiveness coaching we can do a free discovery call to start just so you feel like we're a good fit and we feel like you're a good fit for what we have to offer. And then Lord willing, you know, if we both feel like this is the right relationship, then we would love to move forward and work with you to help you journey towards your freedom. Until next time, y'all, I'm out. Hey, girl, hey. If you enjoyed today's episode, sis, chances are there are other women just like you who would enjoy it too. 
but they won't know about it unless we actually tell them okay so if you don't mind helping me spread the word will you take 30 seconds to leave a review of the show and then screenshot this episode and share it with your friends wherever you like to hang out it really would mean so much to me all right go and review those journal notes i'll meet you back here next week for another session